0: Oh, wow. We're already rolling. I (laughs) I I accidentally hit that that and was
1: not trying to. I was just trying to get ready to hit it. Here we go. I hit it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Late season. We're rocking it.
1: We are right on the money.
0: Welcome back to the 25-yard line. We are closing in on the end of the 2021 fantasy football season. Here we are at the end of it. I'm your host, Steve Johnson. Grant Freeman is here with me. Grant, uh, welcome to championship weekend, my friend.
1: You know, it was it got real worrisome there last week with the uh, number of players going on COVID lists. But uh, we've done it. We've made it it's championship week some of you are about to win your championships some of you are about to put yourself in a good position to win your championships but we've done it we're actually here to the end the end of the regular season the playoffs of fantasy football the 2021 season
0: yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say we've made it quite yet because even this week, over 100 new players have been put on the COVID list. Hey but, hey, but
1: 100 players were cleared to come off now.
0: That's true. Only because there were like 900 on there. <laughs> that's a fake number. Well, coming up today on the show, it is time for our fantasy football honors. Our awards show, end of the season, highlighting the players that, that went off this year. Highlighting the best of the best this season the 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 players that are likely on most rosters that are in championships i will go out on a limb here and say that like 90 percent of rosters that are playing in a championship this season have one or more of these players on their roster i'm looking over this list and i have i have these players in in every league but one that (laughs) that i made a championship and i have one or more of these players on my team So that's coming up today on the show, but before we get there, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's get to it. Grant Adam Phelan, done for the year.
1: Yeah. Super disappointing. Uh, If you were watching this game on Sunday, you saw him take an awkward hit um, and immediately it actually wasn't even really an awkward hit. He just ended up being tackled funny and landing on that ankle and re aggravating it. Unfortunately, Ended up having to have surgery um, earlier this week, and is done for the season. The Vikings obviously are hopeful they get him back in the playoffs. If you're going to do any DFS through the playoffs, but as for your championships this week, he is done.
0: Yeah, he's not going to help you out. I mean, it was a really interesting play. I was watching this game pretty closely, and he—you could tell when he went down. You're right; it wasn't an awkward hit. I, I was sitting there yeah. watching the game. And obviously, my my wife is a physical therapist, so whenever an injury happens, I I ask her to look at the screen (laughs) give me her thoughts on what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, we watched his hit, and as he went down, it looked like a really textbook tackle. Nothing nothing was twisting. A lot of times you see guys planning and cutting, and you see things happen in their knee or in their ankle to where it'll tell you it's a more serious injury, an ACL, an Achilles tear, things like that. But it looked like a pretty normal play and Thielen immediately goes to the ground starts pounding the ground you can see him see him shouting cussing he was he was clearly upset and then he gets up walks off the field pretty quickly yeah. is walking around with trainers on the sideline and actually comes back into the game for a second but was yep. was clearly still in pain was not comfortable and now we know yep received surgery he's done for the regular season at least there there's a chance he comes back for the playoffs like you said but that doesn't help us in regular fantasy, only if you're doing the daily fantasy sports DFS type stuff. Yep. So if he's in your league, drop him. If you're yep. still in it, if you're in the championship, you can pick up a guy like we're, we're going to get into in a minute. Someone like Cam Akers is is a potential yep. playoff stash you can grab. That's someone I would not hesitate to drop Adam Thielen for. Yep. But All yeah. right.
1: Unless the only reason I'm keeping him is if you're in a dynasty long-term league like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Absolutely. He – we'll do that in the offseason. He's someone I would trade away this season. I think this just tanks his dynasty stock. He's one of my big move nows for dynasty. Yeah, Uh, Lamar Jackson, still doubtful to play this week. That's not what you like to hear, but let's be real. If Lamar Jackson's your quarterback, he's probably already cost you a championship, right?
1: Yeah, more than likely. Uh, Return to light throwing drill – Returned to throw light drills this week, um, but looked extremely limited in the practice videos that um, people were seeing. Uh, yeah, did you,
0: did, you, did you watch any of the practice videos of him on the field? No, I haven't yet. He's not playing Sunday. <laughs> he's not playing Sunday. You, you watch these videos, and he's on the sideline with a coach, and he, he could not take a three-step drop I, without wincing yeah. and limping and as we know his so much of his value comes from his legs being able yep. to not only move around in and around the pocket but to yep. get you a lot of rushing yards he he looked like he was in a lot of pain there was the, there was a video i watched where the you know the coach kind of simulated a snap kind of tossed him the ball and he he took a little three step drop and threw the ball and the whole time was limping and then the two of them walked off the field towards the locker room together oh, yeah. he he's not playing sunday yeah. Uh, Yeah,
1: so if you have Lamar Jackson, you should have probably dropped him like two weeks ago to try and find somebody else. Obviously, Tyler Huntley becomes interesting. uh, If he plays, is Huntley playing this week? Um, I have not. Let me check something here really quick. Um, He does not appear to be on the injury report that I am looking at, so he looks like he is off the COVID list. I'm seeing it that as of to today. He's
0: been activated. We're good. All right. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers quarterback, chance to play, but has a torn ligament. All signs pointing to Trey Lance, or is Jimmy G going to gonna ride out of the tunnel like a white knight on <laughs> Sunday?
1: Uh, the Niners keep saying that Jimmy has a chance to play, uh, but obviously he's got a fully torn ligament in that thumb. Uh, in that right thumb, which means that his grip strength is going to be limited at best. This is something that you're going to want to monitor closely because I think the Texans are a juicy enough matchup that I do like Trey Lance in a pinch this week. Um, but obviously, you're going to need to watch this up until Sunday morning um, to see final injury designations.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye on it. Lance is is interesting you would think Houston's a juicy matchup it hasn't returned a great value in terms of fantasy points they're they're top 10 in preventing quarterbacks from scoring fantasy points Lance is is interesting to me because it seems like early in the year the Niners were really motivated to get him on the field as much as possible yeah and then as the season went on he became a backup quarterback I don't know if that's I if think that part of to that what plays happened in practice.
1: Into, I think part of that plays into just where the Niners were st- standings wise, because I think the back and forth was probably having some issues um in making sure that in in just consistency overall. Um so I think that's probably the bigger issue, bigger reason why he hasn't played as much. But I think he the Niners are still super high on him. I mean, John Lynch continues to just speak nothing but praises about him, um, so I I think he's in a good spot this week.
0: Who's the starting quarterback for the Niners next year?
1: I'd say it's Jimmy for one more year, and then Trey Lance takes over the following year. Because I think Jimmy's not what one. I expected
0: you to say, but I, I agree think, with you. I think
1: Jimmy's I think Jimmy's got one year left on that contract.
0: He does have one year left on the contract. I did not expect that that to be your answer but i agree with you <laughs> it, it, so he he does have one year left on his contract but like it's it's not it's not a super burdens burdensome yeah. contract for the niners to yeah. get out of so they they 100 percent could decide to save the money he's got 24 million that he's due next year but if they cut him they they're only gonna be looking at like one and a half million. Yeah, know, I was gonna say. Know. I think the majority of the
1: guaranteed money has already been. It's paid. already gone. So, so they
0: could save about 000, twenty five thousand dollars. sorry, twenty five million dollars. Yeah, NFL's saving, all fake numbers. We're anyway,
1: saving, we're only saving twenty
0: five grand. I mean, it's not <laughs> that, why it's keeping. It <laughs> they can save about twenty five million there we dollars. Go. If they get rid of him. So it seems like that could be an option, but I I do think I agree with you. DeAndre Swift, the long awaited return. He could be coming back in time for championship weekend. It looked like he was going to play last weekend and then game time decision. He was ruled out. Yeah. What are things looking like for this week?
1: So yeah, Friday, Friday, last week, he was not cleared for contact, which is why you ended up with that game time designation. Um, And why he ended up being uh, held out of Sunday's game. But it sounds like he's off of the injury reports that I've been seeing. Um, He's been back in full practice, gotten full practices in. So he is, I'm pretty sure, good to go um, for this Sunday.
0: Yep. The one concern that I have for him, this is based on, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my wife is a uh, brilliant physical therapist. And uh, talking about the AC joint sprain, which is what he's coming back from, the big concern and and difficulty that you have coming back from injury like that is getting your arms up over your head. Yeah. And as we know, a lot of his value earlier in the season came from his value in the passing game. Yeah. So I am concerned that that may be capped a little bit, that they're not going to want to go running routes the way he was doing. But, but here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. They're playing Seattle this week. Seattle has the historically worst passing defense, and they've got the second worst rush defense on the season. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to matter what he's used in. He's going to go off.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. I have him in uh, in a league that I have a very tough one-week championship matchup in. And I, all signs are pointing to him playing. I I will be starting him as long as he plays. Yep in that league okay let's let's keep moving through these james robinson done for the year and Achilles,
1: is done for the year looks like he could potentially impact him come uh preseason next year um i guess the next guy up is dare you're gonna i don't even i can't even pronounce this last name <laughs> um but he's the next guy up, obviously, you probably weren't using James Robinson if you're in a championship week, but it's just something to keep in mind for next year for uh for uh preseason
0: yeah, it's worth it's it's worth keeping a close eye on if you're in dynasty with him because this is this is a tough injury to come back from the Achilles injury. We talked about this extensively in the preseason with Cam Akers' injury, the list of running backs who have torn an Achilles and then come back to have long, successful careers is very short. And it seems like all signs within the Jacksonville organization were anti-James Robinson before this, which, yeah. again, to those of us not in the, in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, seems insane because he's been awesome. Yeah. And as soon as Urban Meyer was out, he was awesome again. Yeah. But it, I don't know if it was an Urban Meyer I thing mean, or if it's, it's going to be. I think I think
1: your I think your like basis of comparison is going to be Cam Akers if Cam Akers plays this week.
0: Yeah, it's worth watching Cam Akers. Cam Akers had a lot of time to recover, which Robinson will have the whole offseason.
1: Cam Akers had five months, so we'll in what we thought was going
0: to be a season ending injury. Uh, Yes. We will be watching really closely. ETN's also coming back next year. This will be, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're beating this horse into the ground now only so that we can revive it and beat it back into the ground this off season (laughs) because these running backs are going to be very hard to rank next year. I'm anticipating. I am anticipating myself way too early rankings Having Travis Etienne as a top 20 running back and James Robinson being outside of my top 30. That is all subject to change. But that's what I'm sitting here right now, coming back from an injury into a situation where Etienne seems to be the golden boy. It this does not bode well for the future of James Robinson. We thought we were going to get a couple more weeks out of out of James Robinson, maybe on his next team. Clyde Edwards Lair dealing with a right shoulder injury, doubtful for this Sunday. Yep,
1: dealing with a shoulder injury. It's a right clavicle. Um, the X-rays were negative on anything serious, but with a bruised soldier, with a bruised shoulder, and being a running back, that is one of the most impacted just impacted parts of the body so it the and the Chiefs have almost all but clinched the AFC West so I don't think they're going to worry about I think they're going to put his his safety and health over play trying to play him this week
0: yeah and they've been fine without him for the games that he's missed yep. he's missed a lot of time this season yep. closing in on half the season probably about a third of the season he's missed and it's have been fine Well, not that the Chiefs have been great this year, but they've been fine. They've had a multitude of issues that have not included Clyde Edwards-Alaire not being on the field. Yep. All right, so this gets really interesting right here. As we mentioned, Cam Akers is coming off of IR this week, so we're going to hit these two at once. Uh, Akers came off IR last week, did not get activated for the game. Signs are pointing towards him getting activated this week. Simultaneously, yep. Daryl Henderson has a sprained MCL and has been placed on injured reserve. He's done for the rest of the regular season at least. Yeah. Daryl
1: Henderson is guaranteed out four to six weeks, four to six, four at the minimum, six at the latest. Mm-hmm. So he's done, um, which is a, kind of a bummer because you kind of like the matchup this week. But it is what it is. As for Cam Akers, this is where it becomes interesting because – seems like he's on track to play this weekend and is all signs pointing towards it so realistically I think the Rams are still going to be careful with him you'll probably see a lot of split split carries between him and Sonny Michelle for for the week but I mean if I'm if I'm if I'm In a pinch for a running back, like a RB2 or a flex guy? Like, I like Cam Akers this week.
0: You okay? So, let me. You're in it, you're in the championship. Yep. Are you risking it with Cam Akers this week? If I
1: need a guy, if I'm in a pinch where. Like I'm running with, um, shoot, I was just looking at it too. I'm like running with like, like Melvin Gordon or Cordell Patterson against Buffalo. Like, I think I would like, I think I would like Cam Akers over either of those guys.
0: Can we do a single week wager player? Who do you want? I want Patterson a thousand percent over acres. I am am shocked that that is a conversation in your mind. (laughs) We're not talking about the difference between McDonald's and Burger King right now. We're talking about (laughs) the difference between Burger King and Ruth's Chris. All right, let me let me make this easier for you. Let me make this easier for you. This is how I I dig myself in holes in the wager players and this is why you <laughs> win. I will give you I will give you Acres plus 5 versus versus Cordell Patterson this week. I I'd, I'd take that. All right, Acres plus 5 versus Cordero Patterson. Uh so I I have picked Acres up in I, I am currently in the championship in one dynasty league where acres is absolutely not available. He's not been available since before the draft and in two redraft leagues. And I picked acres up in both redraft leagues. He is, I'm he's not sniffing my starting lineup in either of those leagues mm-hmm. this week. One of them, um, <laughs> one of them, I picked it up and then realized that it's a two week league. So he's or a, a one week championship. So he's not going to see my lineup at all. The other yeah. one is a two-week championship. If he goes off this week, not only will I lose to you, but I will start Cam Akers next week. <laughs> but coming off of an injury of this of this type, going into the like the championship, if you're in a one-week championship playoff, that is too big of a risk for me. You have a running back that got you here. Yeah. You you have someone you can play if you're in the championship. There, there was not a major enough injury this year. There was not like if James Robinson, maybe James Robinson was your running back, too. Mm-hmm. But I just have to believe that if you're in a championship, you are not in a position where you have to play Cam Akers this week. I'm not yeah. doing it in a two week playoff. I would 100 percent pick him up and watch closely how he does this week. And uh, I look forward to taking this. Uh, I need some help on the wagers because I'm losing by quite a bit right now, I think. Are you?
1: I thought uh, I was losing.
0: I thought you were too, but Alan, ha- Josh Allen's gone off. So I'm It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of swung. Uh, it's kind of swung <laughs> in your favor. I need all the help I can get. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on from that. Last but yep. not least, Miles Sanders broke his hand out this week. Anything to discuss? Yep. Miles
1: Sanders broken hand. Maybe he's back by next week. Um, that's what the Eagles are hoping. As for who becomes the guy up, I think I like Boston Scott as the next guy up. And they're playing Washington this week, who hasn't been great against the run, but they also haven't been terrible. So I kind of like that, uh, like his opportunity for this week for you.
0: Awesome. I, I mean, I agree. I have no nothing to add there uh let's move on standout player of the week this is where grant and i will each highlight a player from the previous week's action that lit it up on the grid iron this i <laughs> it's funny because our 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 standout players are related this week so i'm yeah. gonna start with mine and then you get you get the guy that threw him the ball yeah uh give me t higgins t higgins had this. I, I have not looked over all the games of his career, but I have to believe this is the best one of his career. Yeah. 12, 12 receptions on 13 targets for 194 yards and two touchdowns, 43.4 fantasy points. That is the second best game by a wide receiver, topped only by Tyreek Hill back in week four this season. Second best game by a wide receiver this fantasy football season. Uh, this in one. So. T Higgins helped me just absolutely dominate in one playoff yeah. matchup this week. And then I played against him in another one where I barely squeaked by <laughs> barely, barely squeaked by in a very, very tightly contested matchup where Jalen Waddle pulled me out of a dark spot where I, I should not <laughs> have won. And then Jalen Waddle helped me out only as a result of what T Higgins did to me in that league. Yeah. So T Higgins, got a lot of teams to the to their championship i believe if you were in the playoffs and had t higgins i I would like to see some screenshots of of similar matches i think i'm one of very few teams that won against t higgins this week and it was completely due to some luck of other players underperforming on my opponent's team but I, i i don't know if a lot of teams beat t higgins this week so grant who was throwing him the football and how did his week go
1: yeah, well, see, you uh, managed to squeak into a couple of championships with with T. Higgins or against T. Higgins. Um, Joe Burrow managed to keep me out of a championship in a league. Um, Joe Burrow, this week, though, is my standout player of the week. 37 completions on 46 attempts for a nice, healthy total of 525 yards and four touchdowns. Um, his best quote was after the game and asked if they – were piling it on, and he basically looked at the reporter and was like, "Well, they did the same thing to us, so why would I stop?"
0: Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> did you see one of my favorite pieces of that that interview was? They brought up some players made made the comment about like, "Don't give the guy a gold jacket just yet" before <laughs> the game, and he was he was super humble about it. And was like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm in my second year." That's, yeah, it was like, it was uh, super valid. Like, I'm a it young was weak.
1: Martindale, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh
0: huh yeah and so he he answered it super humbly and like yeah of course like no one's talking hall of fame yet i'm a young player got a lot of football yet left to play and all that stuff and then they asked him did you did you have that in your mind when you were throwing for five over 500 yards and four (laughs) touchdowns and he just went maybe (laughs)
1: uh but yeah Joe burrow uh with his 38.1 fantasy points um, helped me in a league where I went eleven and three uh, lose by ninety eight points in week two of the playoffs of the first round of the playoffs in a league yeah
0: that was the same league that I, uh, I I squeaked in against T Higgins I believe yep yeah, brutal brutal we had a chance to play each other in the championship of that we have we okay. have no championships against each other this this season we usually have at least it would have one. Been, i think it would have been the
1: first year that we actually had a championship against each other too don't we
0: usually hit them in these uh in these random leagues we play in maybe not. uh maybe we may have like we played may each have. other in some of them. well anyway yeah the bengals just had a had a game so Higgins and Burrow, the obvious beneficiaries, but Joe Mixon, also another beneficiary of it. (laughs) Everyone wearing a Bengals jersey was at least semi-relevant. I feel this weekend. All right, well, let's move on to our main topic of the day, the fantasy football honors. These are the awards for the season. So we're going to highlight the best player at each position, as well as a couple other awards that we're going to give out, some the same as last year and some a little bit different. But we're also going to highlight an honorable mention at each position, someone who yep. we feel maybe wasn't the top of their position, but was also significant in in helping your team this season. So yep. let's start with quarterback. Uh, Grant, who is yep. our who's our top quarterback this year? I mean,
1: you uh I, this is kind of funny because you kind of made fun of me for it um, in the when we did our preseason rankings. Uh, but it's Josh Allen, um, who I just put barely over Patrick Mahomes um, in my rankings. But Josh uh, yeah. Allen,
0: yeah, I made fun of you a little bit. I think I had him at two or maybe three.
1: I, I think I think it was I think it was him and I. You I had Allen as one and Mahomes at two, and I think you had them switched. I think you had okay. Mahomes at one. And Allen at two. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Allen, number one quarterback overall this season. Obviously, it was the average average draft position for him was the second quarterback overall. But healthy 359 fantasy points thus far this season. Um, a whole actually 11 points ahead of Justin Herbert, who has put on a pretty good season as well for him. Uh, for him. But Josh Allen, we kind of knew that the Bills had this – we're going kind to of roll and had an opportunity to do big things. And Josh Allen was like, I want to take the opportunity and prove that I can be the top dog in this league. And one of the top dogs in this league. And that's what he did this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great season for Josh Allen. It, I don't know that there's much more to say about it, but he, he has kind of been turning it on towards the end of the season too, yeah. which has been, uh, not fun for me is having a, uh, a a wager against you, him versus Justin Hurts. <laughs> Justin Hurts has been fine. Or Jalen Hurts. J- Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been fine during that time. But, but I, saw, I saw today. Josh Allen put up 35 at Tampa Bay and was like, okay, well, like, we still have New England coming up to shut him down. And then he put up over 30 <laughs> against them. I'm throwing that one out the window.
1: Yeah, only only two games below 15 points this year, uh, which you really like to see. And even the two games that came against was the weird game against Jacksonville and the game against New England where it was like 60, to, 60 mile an hour wins. Yeah,
0: yeah, nuts, nuts. Yeah, that Jacksonville game was weird. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but that's back in yeah, week right. nine. But so... Our honorable mention at quarterback is a player that I did not expect to be mentioning at the end of the season. Right? And that is is—he's a
1: guy. He's a guy that you and I have kind of looked at year after year and kind of laughed about me like, uh, yeah. he's just, he's whatever. Like we haven't yeah. really been like, we've never really been impressed. We've never been really been disappointed, but he's never really done enough to really make us like, like wow us.
0: Mm-hmm. Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins. He's currently quarterback eight. He's a low end quarterback one. He was yep. drafted at quarterback twenty three, and the, the average draft position that we're we're going to be referencing throughout the section on the episode. We're, we're looking at fantasy pros. They do a great yep. consensus where they, they look at the average draft position from seven different platforms and and kind of give you the uh, the consensus average draft position so that's what we're referencing when we talk about this but his average draft position was the 23rd quarterback off the board this year and he ended up as a top 10 quarterback he i i will say that i have him on two championship teams two championship teams Nicely done. he is not my starter on one of those teams but i did stream him on weeks when i needed him and he helped me out quite
1: a bit yeah yeah and i mean that's the thing that we that's the thing. I, the biggest thing that I think was is most impressive is he was a guy this year that you could realistically either went undrafted or was drafted late that you could have gotten as like a tenth, eleventh round guy, kind of Try like fourteenth round guy. Yeah, even some fourteenth rounds. Um, but has well outperformed that draft position and has looked really good doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely um not much more to say about him but great great wave wire pickup not the wave wire pickup of the year we're gonna get into that later but definitely up there a guy that you could get on waivers early in the season that really got you there let's move on to running back grant who is our top running back this season
1: number one guy jonathan taylor um i mean what more could you ask for from him he has managed to just completely um, – he's he's the guy that I think we expected Derrick Henry to be this season um, in regards to just his power running and ability on the field. Um, almost 300 carries for well over 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns. Even got very good use in the passing game this season. 36 receptions for a little over 300 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's a guy that really turned into the, uh, another kind of type of Christian McCaffrey type where he could be used in the run game, could be used in the pass game, but at the end of the day just could not be stopped um, this season, which was really, really most impressive um, for you. Um outside of weeks two and three hasn't had a game under 10 points since then um and again those were against a, a tough rams defense and a tough tennessee defense at the time after that if he hasn't gotten you the if he hasn't gotten you the yards he's at least gotten you the touchdowns and if he hasn't gotten you the touchdowns he's gotten you the yards and that's what you want out of a out of a running back like him
0: Yep, uh, super usable in the passing game, but doesn't need the passing game touches to be relevant. Can can still get it done on nope. the ground, which you you like to see in a running back. Which and you
1: which was even even better. I think his best game receiving wise, like he played. They played Baltimore in week f- in week five, only had 15 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown, but he managed to go three receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown in the yeah. passing game.
0: He was kind of – this. he was one of my big misses this year. I remember you and I both, we we were sitting in a draft, and I think we may have talked about this on the show before, but yeah, we're we're sitting there in a draft, and you picked him because he fell to you like in the end of the first round. You were picking it like 9 or 10, and he was there, and we we were talking about the pick, and both kind of went like, well, I feel like you have to take him here, but you don't feel good good
1: about it you know
0: yeah um how are you feeling about that pick today
1: i feel really good about that pick <laughs> if only it wasn't if only it wasn't a redraft. if it only wasn't one of those <laughs> random espn redraft, redraft leagues. yeah percent.
0: <laughs> so our honorable honorable mention at running back is is one of the players that i've i've talked up quite a bit during the season this year and it's cordero patterson yeah. he he's currently sitting at running back eight He's, again, a, a low-end running back one. He went undrafted. His his average draft position, and I feel like they just kind of make up numbers at some point. His average <laughs> draft position is 264 overall, yeah. running back 74. I, I feel like that's just, you know, b- right. based on, on ranks, uh, yeah. of the, the various rankers for these different platforms. But he was a player not on anyone's radar. This was the player... Yeah. When the Falcons didn't sign anyone other than Cordero Patterson and didn't draft a running back, it was, all right, this is Mike Davis's backfield. They clearly believe in Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson will be there to do what he's always done. The occasional little gadget play, and he's going to return kickoffs and punts. But this is Mike Davis's backfield. Little did we know that Cordero Patterson was going to go off over and over and over again and have, a really resurgent time in Atlanta and it's just, he's the waiver wire pickup of the year, which isn't, isn't an official award, but I'm giving him the unofficial waiver wire pickup of the year. He, he wins it. He can have, he can have the award. He can have the t-shirt there. I, I, I dare you to name one better waiver wire pickup than Cordero Patterson this season. Cue the crickets. Yep. Cue the crickets. There is can't not do one. It. So let's move on to a significant player, and this is at the wide receiver position. This might be the most talked about player on the show this season. Grant, who is our top wide receiver this season? I mean, he can't can't really go wrong with the man, the myth, the
1: legend, Cooper Cup. Um, he has single-handedly. Outranked the bet the best of the best. Like going into going into going into his game on Sunday, I think he only needed like ninety something yards to break mm-hmm. some sort of fantasy record, and I think he did that. Um, but it's it's crazy to think about because he's almost a f- he's almost a hundred points clear of Devontae Adams, uh-huh. and he is a hundred points clear of Justin Jefferson who at number three. Like mm-hmm. that's how good he's been this season. Um, yeah.
0: Let me give you a little bit of perspective on how good this season has been last season. Devonte Adams was the number one receiver in fantasy. And we talked about at the end of the season, as we named him the uh, yeah. you know one of the best wide receivers of the year last season, Devontae Adams had 358.4 fantasy points. Yep. Cooper Cup this year is already at 391.4. Yep. And there's there's still two games left in the season, one game left to equal last year. And, you know, Devontae missed some time last year. But we, yeah. we last season, we went on rant after rant after rant about how good Devontae was last year because of, do you, do you remember this, Grant? Do you remember my case for him? yep the point per game average that Devonta Adams had last year was yeah. so far ahead of everybody else. He was averaging 25.6 points per game Well this season Cooper Cup is averaging 26.1
1: yeah it's it's ridiculous like Cooper Cup is so good that his father is in a family like in a in a league with like some buddies of his. And every year, the guys have, like, just let him draft his son because, like, it's your son. Like, <laughs> let's be nice. They had to implement a rule that he can no longer, like, that his son <laughs> is in the normal draft pool. Everyone else, is anybody draft can draft now. him after how good of a season he has. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fant- I hadn't heard that story. That's fantastic. I yeah, love that.
1: I heard that story, I think, after, like, week 11 or 12, like, it started floating around. Like, I think Adam Schefter and Matthew Barry like, kind of threw it out there. But, yeah, like, Cooper Cup's so good that his father can't just, like, get a courtesy draft pick for him yeah. and, like, can't just be courtesy. Let's draft him.
0: Nor should he. <laughs> so, is Cooper Cup going to be a first-rounder next year?
1: I mean, so this is what's crazy is going into this season, I I think that we were both spot on the money that, the best thing for the Rams offense was the addition of Matt Stafford yeah. and Cooper cup has been the greatest beneficiary of that. And as mm-hmm. long as Matt Stafford is behind is at the helm for the, for the Rams, I think Cooper cup becomes a probably a, a easily becomes a top 20, actually probably a top 10 or 15 pick next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously top 20, as you said. So off the top of your head, just give me a. I won't hold you to this later in the offseason. Everything's subject to change before we uh, yep. get into our official rankings. Where do you see yourself putting Cooper Cup going into next year?
1: If I'm drafting Cooper Cup, he's probably right there in my top three uh, wide receivers. Him, overall, Adams. overall,
0: overall, overall ranks. Where you? Where do you see yourself putting him? Give me five. Dude, we're like we're on it with each other tonight, Grant. That's what <laughs> I have too. I have I have I five think, as well. I think
1: I think that Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, and uh, probably Alvin Kamara will go one through four. I don't think I'm gonna have Kamara up there.
0: I'll have Taylor. I'll have Cook, and I think I'll probably have McCaffrey there. And then yeah. what I'm I'm anticipating? I'm I'll probably have Eckler up there too. Yeah. But then after that you get into guys that I would rather have Cooper Cup. After that yep. you got like Joe Mixon, Najee Harris who I I yeah. love for next year. But I think I got to go Cooper Cup there. Yeah. I think Maybe so. Maybe DeAndre Swift sneaks in there. We'll see. We Maybe. got a long we got a long time before We, we got go. a
1: long time to think about it. But yeah, I think Cooper Cup probably that sweet spot for him next year is going to be right in that 4 to 6 range.
0: Yeah, his he was getting drafted as a fifth rounder this year too. Average yeah. draft position forty four, wide receiver seventeen. The value of the year. You and I were talking about this before before we started recording. The number of leagues I drafted Allen Robinson over Cooper Cup. Yeah, is <laughs> I think equal to the number of leagues I'm not in a championship in.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Uh, that was I kept coming around at that spot right there, kind of late fourth early fifth round going who's yep. the safest play here and i was thinking well robert woods is probably going to be stafford's guy so <laughs> like let's go allen robinson there's no safer bet than allen robinson yep. for for getting you solid not quite wide receiver 1 but not quite wide receiver 3 numbers
1: yeah so you want to know something that's crazy cooper cup is currently clear of josh allen by 34 points and he's clear of jonathan taylor by 49 yeah it's that's that's ridiculous the
0: the next two weeks have to something is gonna have to give for him to not finish as the number one player in the only the only way that
1: he doesn't finish as the number one player is if the rams clinch the nfc west this week and they bench everybody in week 18 because they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah,
0: Even if they do though, like he's like, let's (laughs) be even against Baltimore who is dealing with some injuries on the defense. uh, He'll probably put up 25 points because he's Cooper cup. And that's what he does. Yep. Josh Allen is going to need to put up two games of like 35, 40 points, which like we already talked about the, the wonder that is Josh Allen, but that's, that's I mean, asking a lot, even from even. If he's going to do it, he's got the Falcons and the Jets he's over the next Falcons two weeks. Falcons and
1: the Jets. So
0: these are the teams he could do it against.
1: It is it is reasonable to potentially expect him to do it.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, let's move on to everybody's favorite position, the tight end.
1: Are you going to do your honorable mention?
0: Oh man, I am going to do my honorable mention. I just don't want to because it hurts. uh this is and i just want to know for the record i picked this player not grant so that i can take responsibility for my sadness this is not a homer pick by grant uh debo samuel debo samuel was uh being drafted as the 84th player overall wide receiver 35 he's currently sitting at wide receiver 5 it it just hurts because this is what I wanted from Brandon Ayuk. I anticipated. Yeah, right. We we, we talked about this last week on the show. Like, the worst thing is, is being 90% right, but that 10% <laughs> being so significant. Yeah. Where the, the Niners offense is exactly what I thought it would be this year. And I thought they would have one very good receiver and a solid running game not through Raheem Mostert. And that's what it was. But Debo Samuel's that wide yeah. receiver who just went off this year. And, I mean, can you even call him a wide receiver? He's like a wide receiver
1: running back. I mean, he's, he's like a Cordell. He's turned into like a Cordell Patterson. Can uh-huh. you use him in the run game. You can use him in the pass game. Doesn't matter. He just wants to touch the ball and get as many points as he can.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is what we've kind of seen as a possibility for Debo for a long time, but he just hasn't stayed healthy for a whole season in his entire career, it feels like. Yeah. And – He's been healthy this year. Missed one game, and outside of that, he's sitting. He's sitting real pretty. So uh, what I
1: what I think is ridiculous is uh, ESPN positionally has Debo Samuel as number five overall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, like, sure, like he's got he's got the fourth best fantasy points total. The guy who's number two is Tyreek Hill, and Debo's outscored him by like seven points. ESPN. ESPN's silly sometimes.
0: You know what? I've clicked on it twice and it's changed both times. He's wide receiver four, not five. You're right. It said five earlier. Every time I click on it, it changes from four to five. Let's go, ESPN. <laughs> We're just... Oh my gosh! This is literally. I've clicked on him four times in a row and it's changed four five four five. <laughs> this is madness. He's wide receiver four. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you don't uh don't check your sources even better wide receiver four drafted as wide receiver 35 this is uh this is madness <laughs> madness awesome well let's uh let's move on from that let's go to everybody's favorite position the tight end want want. who's our best tight end
1: uh i mean Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews came out, Mm -hmm. took this position from uh, Travis Kelsey this year. Um, What's been great is that he's actually averaged almost a full point better than uh, Travis Kelsey on the season in ESPN Leagues. Um, And this this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we thought that we could see from Mark Andrews. This is what we wanted to see from Mark Andrews. We just didn't know if Lamar Jackson could be that guy to give it to him. But Lamar Jackson's turned into that guy that could give it to him. Has been one of the consistent receivers for Lamar Jackson in that offense, and even when Lamar Jackson was hurt, Tyler Huntley looked for him too, and was able to really go was really go off with him. Um, so this, like I said, he obviously was drafted overall. His average draft position was forty nine overall. Tight end. I mean, he's been been the best tight end this year um, in that like mid-round, mid-range tight end draft that you kind of would have thought that he would go in and has lived up to the expectation.
0: I would say exceeded the expectation. Yeah. So uh, where are you drafting Mark Andrews next year?
1: Uh, He's probably going to be in my top
0: three tight ends. He'll probably be in your top three overall, let's be real. The way you valued tight end this <laughs> offseason. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably not drafting him next year just cuz he's going to go way higher than I'm willing to pay for him and I learned yeah. my lesson this year. I drafted a lot of Travis Kelsey this year. <laughs> there was there were there were two players that defined my teams that did not make championships. Yeah. Travis Kelsey and Allen Robinson. <laughs> because yep. I was drafting Travis Kelsey, like again, I was I was sold on Kelsey this offseason. Yeah. I drafted him as high as 4th overall this year because of the year he had last yeah. year and Again, he was great this year. He was not worth drafting that high. Yeah. And I I suspect that Mark Andrews is going to creep into that, like, top 12 overall conversation over the yeah. offseason. And this season is proof why that should not be the case. There are yep. other guys. You're looking at, like, I drafted Travis Kelsey over Jonathan Taylor, over Nick Chubb, over Joe Mixon, over Aaron Jones. Yep. And uh, I believe in one league, Kamara was on the board, which I'm okay with you know taking taking Kelsey over Kamara. Yeah. I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. All right, well, let's look at an honorable mention. This is a more exciting player. This is uh Yeah. You know, another runner up for waiver pickup of yeah. the year probably, and that is Dalton Schultz, wide receiver for the da- wide receiver yeah. wow, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. He's currently tight end 4, and he he again functionally went undrafted here. The, his average draft position was two seventy eight overall tight end thirty three, yeah. which pretty much means he was not drafted in in almost any leagues, unless they were very 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 deep. Yep. Uh, not not a lot else to say about him. The the yep. Dallas offense has has overperformed even I think what some of the expectations were yep. coming into this season. I think they performed like the offense we all expected last season. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz happened to be the tight end that got a lot of looks. Yeah. A lot of looks. Dak seemed to really he, hone in on him. He's a
1: guy that I ended up picking up by like week two or three in a couple of different leagues. And I kind of mm-hmm. wrote him as a tight end for the season, uh, kind of kind of rotated between him and uh Dawson Knox in a couple of leagues. Um, yeah. And I was really, really happy with that combination this year. Right. Uh, with those Tied guys. Six, because
0: Dawson Knox. Because
1: Dal- Dalton Schultz really managed to really outdo that waiver wire, that waiver wire pickup value and was able to be a consistent, ended up being a consistent starter for me in one of my leagues.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the big factors uh, was – Blake Jarwin was kind of expected to be the tight end. And And then then, he goes,
1: went down with that injury early on.
0: Right. Injury early on. And, you know, Dalton Schultz stepped up, not on anyone's radar going into the season. So
1: I, I I don't know what you think of him for next year, but I like him as a late round value play next year for tight end. Because I just,
0: people get excited when guys have good years though. Yeah. Like I agree with you that he, he's a solid late-round value. I just don't know if you can, you're going to be able to get him in the late-round next year. I hope so. But yeah, that, for sure. There's always, like, four tight ends. The first four tight ends off the board are always, with the exception of Travis Kelsey this year, which I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> the The first four tight ends off the board are always going earlier than I'm willing to draft them. Yep. And, may I mean, maybe he'll probably be ranked 5th next year. You're you're probably still going to have Kelsey at 1 just because his name is Travis Kelsey and Andrews yeah. at 2. Andrews probably should be at 1 next year, but it'll probably be Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Waller, Schultz. Yeah. If I'm anticipating things, my rankings may not I'll probably have it an Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Schultz. But I think a lot of people might might have uh, Schultz as a, a little bit higher. We'll yeah. see. We'll see coming we'll into see. next year. But if you can get them late, yes, that'd be awesome. Yep. That'd be awesome. All right, Grant. We've talked about these players in depth, position by position uh we we skip defenses and kickers because we don't care about defenses and kickers on this uh on this podcast.
1: I was going to say you and I were in a lot more leagues without defensive and kickers this year than we uh, have been in pre- previous oh, years. So nice. It's so nice. We also
0: were commissioners of more leagues than we've been in one year in a long time. But that's that fine. Is true. I wonder if there's that a relation between those two. <laughs> All right, Grant. Uh we have two candidates for MVP. Yep. We have two candidates for MVP uh it's between jonathan taylor and cooper cup who are we giving it to
1: you know we kind of talked about it earlier but just the rate that which cooper cup was able to be the guy this season for the rams and just how much of a fantasy stud he was for fantasy owners you got to give it to cooper cup i mean i think the vast majority of championship teams have cooper cup on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's on my roster in at least one league um, helped me get there. And like, those are the guys that if you are looking to win a championship, like at the end of the day, you have them on your team because they're the guys that are going to do it for you.
0: Yep. The, the difference for me that gives Cooper cup, the nod is the value where you got him versus what yeah. the return is. We, we, we already talked yeah. about, how insane Cooper Cups value is on the year. And all of that stands true. Jonathan Taylor has been incredible this year and he's been a phenomenal running back, but at the end of the day, he was a first rounder and to get a first rounder that returns high-end first round value is what you want. But that was, he, he exceeded expectations. Cooper cup blew expectations Mm -hmm. into space. He was a fifth rounder to perform at, at the level he's currently performing at, yeah, is is I cannot remember a season, no, a fantasy football season. Maybe Josh Gordon back in in his peak, yeah. But off the top of my head, there's there's not a lot of other. I mean, maybe the maybe the only
1: other guy is. It would probably be the Adrian Peterson return season. Yep. After Maybe McCaffrey
0: close. two years ago Yep. but like we're but talking like, about elite fantasy football yeah. production here and it's even between that stuff it's very close yeah. like we may have to go back to ladanian Tomlinson's MVP yeah, right. year to get a true <laughs> true like LT was better than Cooper Cup that year. yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was 2006 if I'm remembering correctly I believe so uh, I believe it was so MVP Cooper Cup, runner-up Jonathan Taylor, who still like let's highlight him because this has been a great year. Best running back in yeah. football should finish as the best running back. Yep. Uh, he was helped by Derrick Henry going down. I think yep. he would still have had, uh, you know, it, it would have been one of those years where you talk about, well, if not for Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor would have been yeah. the, the best running back this year.
1: But yeah, I think it would have come down to the. I think it would have come down to the final week between those two.
0: I don't think it would have. I think Derrick Henry would have broken every running back record known to man jonathan taylor's great season would have been overshadowed by a cooper cup-esque season
1: yeah
0: um i you know that's one thing i haven't looked up is the uh point per game average between those two it's close it's not quite (laughs) uh derrick henry averaging 1.9 points per game less than cooper cup in the action before he went out yeah so let's get to the most fun award that we have on the show grant We've got we've got three awards to go this is my favorite award to hand out this is the least valuable player award yeah. and because it's my favorite award I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the the you should hand take off this here.
1: one because the player is closest to your heart
0: oh yeah he's very near <laughs> and dear to my heart and and the reason for a lot of sadness this year least valuable <laughs> player this I I would argue that most teams that drafted him are not in a championship yep this is Allen Robinson, wide receiver, Chicago Bears. He, his, his average draft position was, was 31 overall, wide receiver 11. He was drafted to be a high-end wide receiver, too. I remember the discussion about Allen Robinson before the season, both on this show and elsewhere, was he may not have the highest ceiling Because, you know, he's not this big play guy. He doesn't break off these huge receptions the way that a Cooper Cup does. Mm -hmm. But his floor is just so high because of the targets. Every year he's been in Chicago, his targets have just been through the roof. He's had so many receptions. Like, he will not finish outside of a wide receiver two. He may not finish as a wide receiver one. But his floor is like wide receiver eighteen. Uh, yeah. boy was i wrong <laughs> apparently his floor is wide receiver 91 because that is where he currently is right now he i did not i did not make playoffs in leagues i drafted him in. <laughs> <laughs> let alone yeah let alone making a championship he he was just disappointing this it I do believe that he has comeback player of the year potential for next year because he will not be a Chicago Bear. He's playing on a franchise tag this year. I I think he probably cost himself upwards of $10 million by not signing the last offer the Bears gave him. He, he wanted to be one of the highest paid receivers in football, and the Bears offered him real money but not the best money yep. and he said no, so they franchise tagged him he he will not be playing on a franchise tag again next year. I guarantee you that much nope. and i I anticipate him playing on a one year deal for maybe seven eight million dollars yeah, if probably. that if that trying to earn himself a big contract proving he's still a good wide receiver. Yep. Uh oh, disappointing year for Allen Robinson. All right. Walk me through our honorable mentions.
1: Yeah. Honorable mentions for this position. Obviously, Russell Wilson um, went, as a, went as a top quarterback being drafted this season. Quarterback
0: obviously, six was his ADP.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, he had the injury that kept him out of three weeks. But even then, that only kept him out of three weeks. And then when he came back, it was not good from there. Um, I mean, it's like got, like Jared Goff is currently ahead of him in the espn
0: Yeah, even in um, average point per games, he's outside of the top twelve. So it's yeah. not even like this this incredible Like you look at a guy like Derrick Henry, who's not a top ten running back on the season, yeah. but he he missed half the season and. Uh, In points per game, he's still the best running back. Russell Wilson is not even a QB one in terms of points per game. Nope. Uh,
1: Yeah, and he was, again, a guy that went very, very highly drafted this season um, as one of those top 10 quarterback guys, Um, and you did not get anywhere close to the value for him. Um, Another one of those guys that we were talking about, Julio Jones, he's, he's barely inside the top 100 this year, which is, like, we thought coming to a new team, new offense, new coordinators, an mm-hmm. opportunity to start fresh. Yeah. Thought that he would be able to thrive um, and have a ton of opportunity, and it has not translated to that on the season. I mean, only mm-hmm. 26 receptions for barely, uh, under 400 yards mm-hmm. and no
0: touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. Julio Jones, the Julio Jones, has zero touchdowns this year.
1: Only one game over 100 yards receiving
0: yeah it, and he more, played nine more games, games more games he,
1: injured than he played
0: <laughs> yeah he no he played more than he was hurt he missed six games due to injury he played nine
1: Uh no uh seven nine and so seven
0: one of those was a bye week that doesn't count
1: oh that's right one of those is don't count a bye count week, your bye yeah. week.
0: Yeah, he he played this season. He played this season. He just didn't play well this season. I mean, Pittsburgh,
1: no targets, no like no targets. One
0: target, nothing else.
1: One, like San Francisco, one target, one catch for seven yards.
0: It's well documented how how much we were a fan of him this year. We spent so much time talking about him in the offseason and in the preseason, only for him to be wide receiver 97 at this point.
1: Yeah it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up finishing the season outside the top 100
0: i mean i'm rooting for it at this point (laughs) right (laughs) like let's see let's see some guys that are behind him dude all right i'm gonna uh, guys off the top of my head behind him is alan lazard behind him
1: Uh, i think nope lazard Lazard is 70 just (laughs) barely been better than him I'm, I'm like,
0: ahead. I'm having a hard time finding receivers uh, that, are, that are behind me. Darius 10. Slayton. Darius Slayton. All right, we're rooting for Slayton. Oh, here
1: you go. Marquise Goodwin, 106.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, um, <laughs> this, this is the territory that we're in right now. Okay,
1: you got Josh Palmer, Chester Rogers, and Nico Collins are the f- three right behind him. Like and Chester ro Chester Rogers is on the same team as him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I could see any of those guys, any of those guys moving up.
1: And I mean, technically, all he needs is another, like, all Chester Rogers needs is another five points mm-hmm. <laughs> to out average Julio <laughs> Jones by five points. Uh, his his, yeah, it's not. So, like, Julio Jones' average points per game is only 7.1, and, like, Chester Rogers is 4.2.
0: Let me tell you what I want to see. Here's what I I want to see. If I I had my druthers for the rest of this fantasy football season, I would like to see John Ross finish ahead of Julio Jones. (laughs) John Ross is currently sitting at wide receiver 119. (laughs) He... He has 41 fantasy I mean, points on the you season.
1: Know, you know the other person who could do it, Ray Ray McCloud, since he's suddenly become one of Ben Roethlisberger's like new favorite <laughs> targets. Former <laughs> Chicago
0: Bear Ray Ray McCloud. I've watched him play a lot of preseason. And football.
1: actually, too, Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings uh-huh. has been very, very popular for the Niners of late.
0: Dude, this is doable. This is a realistic scenario here. Yeah. Julio Jones finishing outside of the top 100. I mean even TY Hilton yeah, but, can like, make his way in. This is this is what he does. This is what he does. Is is Julio Jones yeah. has been absolutely useless. We've spent as much time talking about him on this show. Like find <laughs> find find me five other receivers ranked between like 60 <laughs> and 100 that we have spent anywhere near as much time talking about. Oh dude, TY Hilton is a great candidate to yeah. sneak up. He's yeah. he's wide receiver 105 right now. Oh, Ty Hilton's absolutely finishing ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a wager bet? Ty Hilton versus Julio Jones end of season <laughs> ranking. I'll no, take because we know that Ty Hilton's up there. <laughs> I'll take Ty. All right, we've got a couple more awards to get to. Let's fly through these because we are out of time. Rookie of the yep. Year,
1: Najee Harris. I mean, he was the guy that everybody came into the season and was like, he's going to be the guy in Pittsburgh no matter what. He's going to be able to be the guy. This is where you drafted him. Obviously, he was overall, like, average draft position was 15. Overall rank is number 11, running back number four. Like, Mm -hmm. he's the guy that you wanted him to be, and he wasn't, and he was exactly what you wanted out of a running back, a rookie running back like Najee Harris.
0: Yep. 100%. 100 percent he was drafted shortly after Jonathan Taylor. He's finishing the season shortly after Jonathan Taylor. They just they just you know leapfrogged over some guys like yeah. Alvin Kamara on the way to get there. Uh, great season by Najee. the a, a bright future for that kid. bright future. and it, it's worth noting that the Steelers offense from an NFL standpoint has not been great.
1: The <laughs> Steelers offense has been awful,
0: and you still have guys. Like Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris coming out of it, yep. if they get themselves a serviceable serviceable quarterback, serviceable I did quarterback. see, I saw on ESPN earlier today, um, I can't remember who it was, but someone was talking about the Steelers winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> next year. <laughs> I just couldn't help uh, of thinking of that line from uh, from from Falcon of the Winter Soldiers. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they can get a serviceable quarterback next year, they, they, they could be dangerous. Yeah. Outside of Ben, who was serviceable for many oh, years really. of his 18 year career. And th- those days are behind us. Yep. Honorable mention from Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase.
1: Uh, Obviously, br- he was a guy that you and I had some reservations about and his ability oh, yeah. to catch.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people did. He, he, had, he, he stuck it to me. I don't remember a player who had as bad of a preseason as he had followed by as good of a regular season like immediately. It's not even like like you get guys like like Jalen Waddle was kind of in the shadows and then showed up.
1: Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that, that was not Jamar Chase's year. That was
1: not Jamar Chase. <laughs>
0: you, you look at Waddle. he did. I guess Waddle did have a big game week six, but outside of that, a lot of single-digit games over the first eight weeks yeah. of the season, and none after that. Yep. And, like, again, he was another guy we talked about for this position, but but Jamar Chase has, has finished as a, a, a wide receiver one after yep. looking like a guy that forgot how to catch a football. Well, he remembered. He <laughs> yep. remembered real quick. His average yep. draft position was seventy-three overall as an eighth rounder. You're getting a wide receiver one. It's hard to, it's hard to top that. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we've got a comeback player of the year award. This is a new yep. award for us this year. Yeah, it is. All right. Who's our comeback player of the year? You know.
1: Between the injury last year to Joe Burrow and the resurgence of Cordell Patterson this year, it was tough, but Cordell Patterson, I mean, has just become the all-around multifaceted running back that I think a lot of us wished earlier in his career could have been. And he Mm -hmm. has been that guy this season, a guy that really came into the season undrafted and was kind of like we thought wasn't going to be the guy uh, because they had gone out and gotten Mike Davis became the guy and took that opportunity and ran with it and has been probably one of the greatest value pickups from the waiver wire that I think people have seen in a long time.
0: Yep. We talked about it a lot uh, as our honorable mention of the running backs. We don't need to beat a dead horse too many more times here, but he, he was a player who it really felt like his NFL career was over Yep. And he he had some fun years in Minnesota. He had some some fun years in Chicago, but none of those really translated to that much fantasy success. Yep. And it, it kind of felt like Atlanta was one of the last stops, and it was either retire after this or kind of be one of those journeyman yeah. guys who plays yep. on a new team every year and you know maybe sees the ball, maybe forty touches in a season as right. a running back. And no, he he flipped that script and. He's a, a running back. One this year, yep. even even we we argued about him earlier in the season. This is one of one of my few wager <laughs> players that I uh, I stomped you into the ground on because you right. beat me on so many other ones. <laughs> but you you had him outside the top eighteen end of season at that point, and I yep. I thought that's just crazy. Well, he's he's back. He's back, and he's yep. here to stay for at least a little while. He he is yeah, an interesting dyna. He's eight. an, in- yeah, he's an interesting dynasty sell high. If you've got yeah. him in Dynasty and can get any value for him this offseason, I uh I think I think I would do that. I would deal him unless you're trying to win next year. And he, yep. he could he could have another relevant year in Atlanta. We'll see. But as far as this year goes, comeback player, honorable mention is Joe Burrow. Not that he was bad last year, but he had a major injury last year. And that was that was a concern. So much of the I, I honestly forgot about how much of this offseason yeah. was taken up by will Joe Burrow be able to bounce back from this surgery? Will it take him half the season? Like will 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 he be back to his old self this year? How much how much will we see this injury affecting him? And I mean the Bengals the Bengals are fighting for a playoff spot yeah. after after being so bad for so many years. They're they're squarely in the mix and you cannot credit someone more than you can credit Joe Burrow in terms of the players. Obviously, Zach Taylor is the head coach, has a lot to do with that. But in terms of the players on the field, Joe Burrow is at the center of that. He He's quarterback nine this year, yeah. coming off of a rough year uh, of not, you know, not being able to throw the ball to anybody because he had yeah. players on top of him last year. Now, their offensive line is still not phenomenal. And I I hope they address we, that. We
1: still wish that they would have gone out and drafted future Hall of Famer Penny Sewell. I know, dude. As <laughs> as good as
0: Jamar Chase, this is going to be for a long time. I think one of my what if scenarios. Yeah. As good as Jamar Chase has been, I just like Penny Sewell has been phenomenal what? this yeah. year for the Lions. The offensive line for the Lions has been atrocious, <laughs> plus <laughs> Penny Sewell, and you you you. You look at how good T. Higgins has been, yeah, and then Tyler Boyd has been fine, yeah. It's been <laughs> you put been Joe a great wide receiver two for that offense, right? Maybe C.J. Uzoma becomes like tight end five if they have yeah. a better offensive line. Right. I don't know, but crazy, crazy things to talk about. Well, that is what we have for you for our fantasy football awards, our fantasy football honors this season. Before we get out of here today, let's look at some Sunday superstars. For those of you still in the championship, let's look at some players that could be useful fill-ins if you need okay. them. Hopefully you don't need to fill in in the championship because that is a rough place to be, and hopefully yeah. you have your roster set and ready. But if you need some help, we're here for it. Give me Ronald Jones at the New York Jets. It's, it's as easy as this. Leonard Fournette's down. Ronald Jones is the starter. Keyshawn Vaughn had a really impressive run last week, but at the end of the day, he only had seven carries. This is Ronald Jones's job uh, for for the rest of the regular season until (laughs) Leonard Fournette comes back. It's Ronald Jones against a bad run defense. Don't overthink it. If you need a running back two or running back three this week, Ronald Jones can absolutely fit that mold. Give me your Sunday superstar, Grant.
1: Yep. I'm going to go in the same vein as you. Give me Boston Scott. Um, Obviously, two weeks ago, we saw the Philadelphia Eagles run ragged over the Washington football team. Boston Scott, obviously, was still coming back from the injury. Didn't really play a whole lot. But with Miles Sanders out with a broken hand and Jordan Howard recovering from a stinger that he experienced this last week, leaves a very good opportunity for Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if they run with the same game plan as they did again, two weeks ago, Boston Scott is in line for a huge game this week.
0: Right, and earlier this season when Miles Sanders went down and it all, all anticipation was that Kenneth Gainwell was going to be the the de facto next in line, and it ended yeah. up being Boston Scott. So as long as that hasn't changed, yep. then he, he should be next in line against, yep. uh, against Washington, which <laughs> the defense that was supposed to be phenomenal has been right. middle of the road. Yep. So let's, especially against yeah. the run, middle of the road. They gave up the
1: They gave up 33 carries for 200 yards two weeks ago against Philly. So yeah. you like that. You, you like, like that.
0: Middle. Well, that's what we have for you today. It's championship week. So if you're yeah. still with us, hopefully, hopefully that means that you're in a championship. If you're not in a championship and you're still listening, it has been great to have you with us this season. Grant, how many, how many championships are you playing in this season?
1: I am playing in two. Nice. In nine leagues. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I uh, I snuck into the playoffs in one league and managed to get to the championship with a six and eight team. Uh, I had an 11 and three team get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And then I have a 10 and three team that I also managed to sneak into the playoffs on deck Bond the back of Dak Prescott by, or no, actually Jalen Waddle by, nice. uh, and yeah. the Miami defense by a whole oh. five points.
0: Miami defense dark horse MVP this last week. Yeah, uh, that one. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Reddit and on Twitter posting some some screenshots of the Miami defense yep. being the catalyst where they thought I, they uh, were out of the playoffs and they. I they I in.
1: was uh, I was down going into the Monday night game. Uh, by like 40 points and the Dolphins defense and Jalen Waddle got me to got me the win by just under
0: five points. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Dude, I had a first this last weekend, so I made playoffs in three leagues and I won in all three leagues last week. So I'm, wow. uh, I've got, yeah, it was, uh, it was unexpected. One of them was a two week playoff, two or one week playoffs. So I'm uh I'm, I've got Two one-week championship games this week, including that vampire league. I I played against the vampire in that league and pulled off a very close win on the back of Cooper Cup and Joe Mixon. And so the vampire's been eliminated. It's me and uh, me and another non-vampire team that nice. He was he was second in scoring. I was third in scoring, and he, he's got a very good team. I've got an okay team, so I'm really crossing <laughs> my fingers there. But a lot of, lot of lot of, great matchups this weekend. So good luck, everybody out there. Yep. Thanks for swinging by the 25-yard line this season. We're not done for the year yet. We'll be back nope. next week to to walk you through, those of you that are in two-week championships, and then we'll switch to some of our off-season content as we head in through the, the, yep. the, the NFL playoffs when fantasy football is done. We're not going anywhere yet. So thanks for sticking with us. For the last time, uh, well, not that last time, but close to the last time, go ahead and shoot us an email at the 25-yard line at gmail.com. If you have any uh, anything you want to discuss, send us some topics. We're still planning on doing a uh, later, later uh, early off-season topics from a hat episode. So shoot us some topics you want us to discuss, some questions that you may have at 25yardline at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at the 25 Yard Line. And we will see you next week. Good luck in your championships. Happy New Year and Happy Championships.